Good morning, everybody. This is uh, Alessio Longo, Tai Chi and Qigong practitioner, as well as meditation practitioner. The podcast that I'm registering today is a podcast aimed at paying credit uh, to another podcast. Ah, first of all, I don't find anymore, unfortunately, on the platform I am using to record the podcast, the possibility to put a beautiful uh, jingle at the beginning at the end, so I'll do it with my mouth. Good morning. Yes, we had the music. So, as I said, the podcast that I am recording today is to pay credit to the podcast of the Financial Times. The Financial Times is launching a new podcast, investigative podcast called Untold. And the first four episodes, The Retreat, is a podcast about the illness that comes from an intensive meditative practice. So, I have to say, the podcast was... uh, depicting a reality that I wasn't aware of, that I found also uh, completely exaggerated. And uh, it is always strange to find uh, how this kind of uh, activities can really exist in the, in the reality. So, the podcast of the Financial Times, again, I encourage you to hear directly to this podcast, Financial Times Untold, The Retreat for 45 minutes episodes on this retreat, tells us about uh, the, in this case, uh, Vipassana Gaenka retreat, where the participants are invited to meditate uh, some 10 hours a day and uh, discourage from leaving the retreat, discourage from uh, speaking each other and countering each other with the eyes and so on. And the podcast have collected a bunch of information about people that had very bad experience in this kind of retreat and country psychotic states and even in most of in some of the cases uh, uh, bringing them to suicide now i have registered already uh, an episode on meditation so i refer you to do that episode and uh, I just want to summarize here some of the points of meditation. First, the position. In the West, after the Industrial Revolution, after that chairs in the 1800s, in the 19th century, could be produced on a vast scale in the West and then in the rest of the world, we do not have a body that is conditioned from our childhood to sit on the floor. Okay. So, sitting on the floor is not our normal condition, while usually for the humankind, sitting on the floor is the normal condition, because it is exactly the place where you will sit to eat or or to rest in your own home or outside when you chat. This means that when, and all of us have different bodies, some of them more flexible, some some of them not so flexible, and all of us start doing meditation at different ages. So, if you convince yourself that you are more beautiful and more spiritual to be seen from outside, if you sit in the lotus or half lotus position, difficult position for your ankles, for your knees and for your hips, and you force yourself sitting in this position, prolonged period of time, prolonged periods of time, don't be surprised if one day you wake up and you have permanently injured your ankles, your knees, and your hips. 
Secondly, the, the measure is important in everything we do. And it is a strong point for the Buddhist and Taoist tradition. Not too much, not too little. The, the Buddha told us, according to the tradition, of course, we do not really know what Buddha told us. But let's say the tradition tells us, the Buddha told us, that there are four noble fruits and the eight ways path. And the eight ways path, when you translate it in Chinese, I don't know Sanskrit or Pali, but I know Chinese. And when they translate it in Chinese, they use the word jung, which means correct before every action. The correct action, the correct meditation, and so on. Now the term jung means exactly this. It has to be correct, not too much, not too low. Even the Buddha is famous according to the tradition, for finding the path of the middle way, not too hedonistic, not too ascetic. So, remember this, meditation is not a punishment. You do not have to punish yourself with meditation, not physically and not mentally and spiritually. In the monasteries, they used to make very often or a four hours meditation practice in the morning, or in some case, a three hours meditation practice in the morning and a three hour meditation practice in the evening. And this is how will you become a monk for a few years. Now, you are not a monk. How can you be pushed to meditate 10 hours a day in a retreat? How this could make any sense? So first, we have to be aware of something. In the holistic practices like meditation, like Qigong, like Tai Chi and so on, there is a lot of material that is not correct, that is not traditional, that is not true, that it is not even reasonable, and one of the most important things in the practice is the common sense, and that is sell, sold to the people as something that has to be believed in. So, never lose your common sense when you go to a practice. How many people have hearted themselves, for example, in practices, practicing very low, Tai Chi or Kung Fu position for a long time. And then they discover that their knees are no good anymore after a while. How can you be surprised when this happens? The other thing is that on the other side, it is normal that when you join a group, you have faith in what you hear. Let's say that I go to the doctor or I go to a lawyer or I speak with an architect. If I don't know anything about medicine or law or architecture, I trust what other people tell me. At the beginning, I am very dependent on what the Tai Chi or Qigong or meditation teacher says. And again, you do not have the idea about the false propagandas that are spreading 
throughout the world today in meditation, Qigong, and internal arts circles. A lot. We were speaking before to the physical position. Do not arm yourself. Do not arm yourself. There is a reason why this, the practice of the meditation was done sitting on a floor and not so much sitting on a chair, because sitting on a floor would push a little bit more your body to release the tension in the hips area in order to open up and enhance the energy flow in that area. But this, again, is almost totally lost in the today tradition, especially in the West. Why? Because we are practicing uh, meditation that is very often only mental, because we want to be spiritual. We want, to be, to, well, we want our practice to recognize how we are smart and spiritual. While the three levels of meditation, without exception, in any Asian tradition are one, the body, two, the energy, and three, the mind-spirit. We won't go directly to the mind-spirit, almost without exception, and then we fail, because we do not have strong foundations that are built in years of practice. But when you know the body conditioning and the energy development stages, you understand why you can start meditating sitting on a chair, and then slowly, if you can, it is not necessary, but more efficient sitting directly on the floor. I mean, like with, on the, uh, with a pillow or something like that, but sitting in a lower position. It is not necessary. It is just a little bit more efficient. Okay? And the same for the lotus and the same for the lotus. Later on in the practice, when you know what energy is, it can make sense for you to research the lotus position because it is never necessary, but a little bit more efficient, if you want, okay? Since, as I said, you have not trained yourself to sit on the floor from the childhood, as humanity have, have always done, do not be surprised if the lotus position is too hard for you. Let it go, let it go. So, on the other side, when you have you, you, have, you must know where you are, okay? If you are not a monk and you live in the reality of the everyday life, if you are not a meditation teacher, one hour, one hour and a half meditation practice will be enough for you. Know where you are, okay? That's okay. Work on quality, not on quantity. The less people know what you are supposed to do in meditation and the more they want to be seated longer because they want to pay with quantity what they cannot pay with quality. You don't need that. If you are fine, if you are looking for balance in your life, also, your meditation practice has to be balanced. You can start with 20 minutes, slowly go toward 45 minutes, then reach one hour. It may be enough. And if you are consistent, you can reach one hour and a half. It's enough. If you go to a retreat 
speak with other people, eat vegetables, eat meat, it's okay. You want to drink a couple of wine before going to sleep? It's okay. It's okay. It doesn't affect your spirituality. It doesn't affect your path. Remember, this is the no rules path. As long as you insert a rule, you have to be straight. You need a lotus position. You do not have to need to, to, meet, to eat meat. You do not have to, to drink wine. As long as you insert a rule, you, have, you are already out of the path. And in the hierarchy, in the authority, in the power realm. So, in the podcast that you're going to hear, you will see that uh, these people were driven to believe that uh, this kind of uh, totally silly retreats were going to be healthy for them. And where they were encountering problems, they were pushed to even meditate more, creating huge problems. So you do not only have people that blindly enroll in a retreat where they tell you that you meditate 10 hours a day and you think this is normal. Oh yeah, why not? I go, I go to meditate 10 hours a day. Doesn't sound to you a little bit excessive? So first, be yourself the guard of yourself. But again, I can understand that you trust other people. How can these people can be wrong? They are the professionals of the practice. I don't know anything. I trust them. And if you are a teacher of meditation, how can you tell to people that are not professionals or monks to meditate 10 hours a day for 10 days in a row? How, when they meet some problem, how can you tell them the solution is meditate more? This means that that kind of retreat and the people that have become professionals of that retreats make them even more detached from the reality. Even after the Financial Times made this podcast, you can still today go to their website and see has meditation any kind of uh, bad effect on your psyche? And they say, no, how can you say that? It is full of associations that are helping people in dealing with the problems that may arise from an unbalanced meditation practice. So to summarize, one, use your common sense. Two, do not hurt your joints with your meditations. Three, do not look for, quality, for quantity instead of quality. Four, very often people that tell that they know what they are doing in this realm, meditation, yoga, Qigong, very often they do not know. They have a twisted idea of the tradition and of the practice. Be balanced in your practice. Let's try to understand again how meditation works. Why, after a while, for example, an half lotus position is better than sitting on a chair? The first that you have to do is to slightly condition your body in staying in a stable position for a while. Let's say that you need half an hour, one hour time to make your job. You have to train your body to be still in the position. So at the beginning, don't think about how much you are spiritual, the love, your mind, the peace, the breath. No. Stay there, be seated, and slowly guide your body toward the reality of the earth. 
Then, after a while, if you know the methods, one of the methods, there is not the method, one of the methods, you will start to use your body in order to balance your energy. And the more you do it, the more you ground your meditation. So your mind can fly, let's say, but still be attached to the reality, not attached. This is not yet the time of the breath. Look at your mind, look at your thoughts. This is not psychology, okay? Then, when the body is strong and the energy is settled, and since these first two phases takes years if you know the method and are impossible to achieve if you do not know the method, then maybe at the end you will be able to work on the mind-spirit. Most of us, since we didn't make the choice to dedicate our lives to these practices, never reach that level and it's okay. We are okay with have a balanced body, a balanced energy system that help us indirectly to balance our mind. But if you start to work on your mind and you don't know the method and you think you are going to reach the result because instead of sitting for two hours, you are going to sit for six hours, chances are that since your meditation has not been grounded, problems may arise. So beware, meditation do have huge and important counter effects for your body, for your psyche. Do listen to this wonderful podcast from a journalist that, as she said in the podcast, never did meditation and so has a clear mind to see the false propaganda, the false propaganda that is widespread today in this realm. And single out the groups that have a criminal attitude toward other people. Ding ding ding, dun dun, da di da du du dun.